Watch this. <laughs> you never thought we'd have an anime-themed hood win in a fight, did you? Uh, this is going to be the best episode ever. You can count on it. Got some. Welcome to Geekology 101. My name is Diego. And my name is Joshua. And man, today uh, we're going to finally get into some Who'd Win in a Fight anime version. This is like cool. Our, our Who'd Win in a Fight segment finally reached its final form. <laughs> it reached its Ultra Instinct full Ninetales Golden Frieza level. Indeed. But before we get into that, we do have some news or reviews that we're going to go through, a couple of pieces of news, and then we're going to give our review of uh, The Mandalorian Season 2.5, oh sorry, The Book of Boba Fett, okay. Episodes 5 and 6, so let's do this. So, buddy, you're quite familiar with Halo. You listen to the audiobook, and you're reading a graphic novel. Is that a graphic novel that's an adaptation of Halo, of the uh, of the book you read? You yeah. listen to? Okay. The creators, the studio who originally created Halo for Microsoft, a studio called Bungie, uh, they're being bought out by Sony of all companies. Yes, that is true. This does not make you feel anything. You sound kind of dead right now. Um. Yeah. I don't really care. Really. I mean, well, I mean, they... I mean, come on, Microsoft is like, yo, you know, I'm going to start going out with some, seeing some other people, so we got to break up, Bungie. Yo, you don't you don't go and get with my ex-girl. That's messed up, man. Is it possible that, like, Bungie could put Halo on PlayStation? No, man. No, because the Halo, um, the rights to the Halo game were actually retained by Microsoft. So Bungie... Uh, created the Halo games with Microsoft for like a period of like 10 years, eight mm -hmm. to 10 years or something like that. And then um, after that period of time, they, oh, during that period of time, Bungie was actually like purchased by Microsoft. So it became part of Microsoft and then it broke off again as an independent firm. And then um, during that entire breakup, that's where Microsoft retained the rights to Halo. Um, so Halo is still in Microsoft's hands and then other developers continue making the games after that. So Bungie hasn't technically been in Halo world for a while. Uh, but still, it's really interesting, right, that this, um, that this would be bought out by Sony. And of course, this means that a company with that reputation is not going to be making some games for Sony for PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And that should be interesting. Yes. So we'll be on the lookout for what comes out of that. Of course, these deals take quite a long time to even um, come to fruition. So I'm sure it'll be a bit before they announce their first game together. Mm -hmm. Now, in another piece of news, we have received the announcement that Masters of the Universe, the live action film reboot, is now going to be under produ in production. There's going to be a Masters of the Universe live action film. There maybe. is. Wait, there was a Masters. There was a Masters of the Universe film already. Yeah, you haven't seen the with like Dolph Lundgren or something. Was it live action? <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's horrendous. Oh. Way back in the day. Oh God, I I can imagine it. Oh, oh yeah, it's a uh, it's a spectacle. Uh, but yeah, um, now finally it's going to be rebooted and it's going to be uh, kind of a, it's going to be a Netflix movie first off. It seems like Netflix is like the place for all things Masters of the Universe now. Mm -hmm. They did that uh, Kevin Smith led series um, Masters of the Universe Revelations um, and then they did like a kitty version of the show. Yeah, like in He-Man in that, like yeah. his upper body was like ginormous but then his lower body was like skinny <laughs> yeah uh, kind of like weird exaggerated art style uh but whatever it was for a different audience you know mm -hmm. uh but now they're they're actually going to be the ones um also producing the uh the live action movie so that should be uh kind of interesting what do you think about that mm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it the project was previously actually at sony so really pictures yeah um and then it was kind of like in limbo for a long time uh, it's eyeing summer of 2022 uh, to start production. Uh, it's going to star 
one of the stars of West Side Story, the uh, remake done by Steven Spielberg recently, called Kyle Allen. Anyone? No? Here's a description. (laughs) (laughs) The official description. The Masters of the Universe lore centers around an orphan named Adam who discovers he's a prince destined to be the savior of a faraway land and must quickly learn how to use his power to save his home from the evil Skeletor. I wonder what Skeletor would look like in live action. Just look at the 1980s Oh, God. No, no, no. Oh, please do. No, no. Oh, please do. Yes, get get those bad bad quality nightmares into you. You You need a little bit of that, son. You need a little bit of that. Uh, but anyway, now in the way of reviews, so I recorded an episode that was supposed to be kind of like a mid-season review of the Book of Boba Fett, the series that has been airing in Disney Plus for a few weeks now. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, I gave my review of like the first four episodes. Basically, it's a seven-episode season, so technically, it, oh, there's it only one like, more episode. Yeah, I believe so. So technically, it isn't like it wasn't in the middle in episode four, but as close to it, I guess, as, as I could get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave all my thoughts on that. If you haven't listened to that, uh, go ahead and listen to it. That was a solo episode that I did. But now, since then, we have uh, gotten two episodes, uh, episode five and six, that are awesome. They are really dope Mando episodes. Yeah. And actually, on that point, let's give a spoiler alert. Because I want to talk kind of freely about this. Let's give a spoiler alert for The Book of Boba Fett, Episodes 5 and 6. If you haven't watched those two episodes, and really if you haven't watched any of the other ones, um, then please skip this part, come back to it after you've watched, because we're going to talk uh, completely free, uh, including spoilers. So, yes. you have been warned. Spoiler All right, so um, as I went over during my uh, re- mid-season review, it's been up to this point telling kind of like this new chapter in Boba Fett's life. Mm-hmm. You know, he's clearly becoming a very different guy than the guy that we knew uh, from the original films, the guy that we kind of see growing and developing during the uh, Clone War series. Now with his experience of basically coming back from the dead almost Mm -hmm. and spending all that time with the sand people with the tuscan raiders and learning their culture and being accepted into their culture and kind of like reformed in a way he is decided to rule the underworld of tatooine uh, and he took over the throne previously held by jabba the hutt and then by biff fortuna his uh, major domo Mm -hmm. now It's been, you know, so far it had been clearly like showing us that this is kind of a new man, you know? Yeah. It isn't the Boba Fett that we were used to. Mm -hmm. But what we didn't expect was that starting (laughs) with episode five, we were barely even going to see the man at all. Yeah. And so what we ended up getting was see episode five, which has been very controversial for like the weirdest of reasons. Episode five was controversial? Yeah, but for a very weird reason. Because it was a really good episode, but it really was not at all an episode of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. This was, for all intents and purposes, an episode of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like it truly was. From start to finish, you don't see Boba Fett in a single scene on this entire episode. That is true. You see Fennec Shand, and that is as clear close as we get to Boba Fett mm-hmm. and even then he had already Mando had already you know like a connection with Fennec Shan so you can say that she's actually from his show really yeah that's where she was introduced so it was very controversial because this is the first time that we don't see the titular character of a series in the in an episode at all yeah so it was very strange why the makers of the show decided to forward the story of mandalorian in such a huge way and it really was mm-hmm. like we saw him using the dark saber we did and we saw him cutting himself with it yeah we saw him uh, finding the new place where the armorer and the one other survivor of his mandalorian cult were still alive and hiding Mm-hmm. Um, we saw him help her rebuild the forge. We saw him um, hand over the spear, which was really sad, mm-hmm. to be forged into a uh, a little chainmail armor shirt for a Grogu. Yeah. 
Um, we saw him decide to go and visit Grogu again. We saw him fight uh, this guy Vizsla, the other survivor, to for the right to bear the Darksaber. Yeah. Um, we saw him... What else did he do that episode? Oh, he traveled to Tatooine. And he got a dope a replacement for the Razor Crest. Right, he did. Which is like this kind of speeder. Hold thing. up, not he didn't get it. He built it. And like we spent a solid like five, seven minutes <laughs> just watching this dude. And uh, what's her name <laughs> from Tatooine? Piece by piece is building this thing. Yeah. And then he went and he test drove it. And, and this was like a 45 minute episode. Which is like part of the most surprising thing that an episode of the Book of Boba Fett, I think is the longest episode that we had so far, and it was all about Mandalorian. And it was awesome. We saw him basically pick up where he left off and like kind of start his new thing. Now he's no longer a Mandalorian because he revealed to the armorer that he had shown his face to someone, which happened in the last season of Mando. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to find out what that's about. Now, the episode ends with well, him we there. Know, we know who we showed his face to. No, I know, but we have to figure out like what this means for him now. Like oh. this is the beginning of a new journey for him. Clearly, mm-hmm. you know, like if he's no longer part of this cult, then what is he, right? Mm-hmm. And I- he, and he he still he walked away with his full armor. He walked away with the dark saber, mm-hmm. which is like one of the most important, or not the most important object in Mandalorian history. So. Yeah, where does this character go from here, right? I I honestly think, like the armor said, that the only way to redeem a Mandalorian who had broken the creed is to go to, like, the mines of Mandalore. Oh, yeah, she told him that, right? I think that he actually will. Maybe, yeah. But you know what? I I think that he might go on that journey, but in in the midst of the journey, like in the middle of the journey, he's going to realize that that's not what he wants. He doesn't want to be part of that cult anymore. You sound a cult. It kind of is, man. Is it? Yeah. I mean, those guys, these guys are like the evolution of the Death Watch from, from the Clone Wars series. Wait, what's the those Death Watch? Those dudes were very cult-like. Like, they were very... Wait, these guys, wait, these guys are the Death Watch? Yeah, these guys are like the evolution of the Death Watch, pretty much. Like, those were the radical Mandalorians back in the day. Back when Mandalore was still an empire, like, still a, you know, a, 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 an important planet. They were around since the Death Watch was around back then, but they were considered like terrorists back then, basically. And then they ended up taking over thanks to like the intervention of Darth Maul and stuff like that. So, um, and these are like the people who are kind of the last ones, you know, to, to, to be around. So the point is that Mando has a journey ahead, right? And so we figured, okay, wow, they dedicated an entire episode to him, um, in, in another dude's show. All right, that's fine. The other dude was also introduced in his show, right? So maybe they're kind of like paying the the the, the forward, the, paying forward the what do you call it, the uh, favor. Yeah. I was completely expecting that this episode we we're gonna go right back to Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Boba Fett scenes, Boba Fett dialogue, the whole thing of the criminal underworld and all that. But the first thing that we see <laughs> is the guy who who had the Boba Fett armor. Yeah. Walking up to some of those syndicate guys. Right. And then asking them, hey, do you kill me spice? Blah, 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 blah. Get off my, get off my let. And, <laughs> and then, and then like they like grab their blasters and then he like sharpshoots three of yeah. them. And I'm glad that they established how good of a gunslinger he is for that moment later on in the episode. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a minute. So not only did we see incredibly little of Boba Fett in this episode also, which, again, it's the second to last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. This is the important thing, right? Like, season's about to end. Not only that, we saw Grogu. Luke Skywalker with freaking R2D2 with much better CGI much better CGI mm-hmm. they really like stepped it up this time and I'm really glad because that would have been really awkward Sebastian Stan <laughs> um Ahsoka Tano <laughs> Ahsoka Tano just showed up it's like we saw all these people Cade Bane dang it why'd you have to go there <laughs> We saw freaking Kate Bane introduced in into action, live action. For the first time. For those of us who watched uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars, we know Kate Bane. Badass bounty hunter. Dude looked like a 
like a like a cowboy, you know, but he's like a blue faced alien. Mm-hmm. My God, did he look good brought to life in in this show? Like I, when I saw the silhouette and I noticed that it was kind of like a rimmed hat, I was like, no way. You saw me. Yeah. I was I was like turned inside out. At first, I, I was like, I I know that he's dead, but like my first instinct, uh-huh. Darth Vader. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what? Because I saw like the cape kind of. I saw that oh, it was like a dark, coat. a dark uh, outfit. Right, right. No, man. Like we saw everybody and their mothers, and very little Boba Fett. <laughs> Dude, did he even talk? Uh, like I think he said like two words. Yeah. And he said, "Let's do it." <laughs> right. Really, really, it's it's at this point it really is a strange choice, man. Um, but yet again, I find myself saying the same thing that I that I was last week. What a weird choice to not show Boba Fett, but dang, that was a good episode of the Boba Fett. The Boba <laughs> Boba Fett. Like, wow, wow, wow. So great. Look, this is big enough for me. I wanted to like do this whole episode about, about Boba Fett, about what I'm starting to call the Filoni-verse. <laughs> because this is what we're seeing assembled before our eyes. And I think that this is a really important thing. I'll talk about this later on. Maybe in a solo episode, maybe in an episode with you if you're up to it. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely dedicate an episode to this because this is something that's like blowing my freaking mind. Bottom line, <laughs> um, really cool episode, both five and six, just continuing to love all over the face of the fans, just pouring love all over our goddess, all over. And I could not be happier. Um, really, really cool. So, uh, that concludes our news and review segment. Let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some, what's this? Anime. Nani? Who'd win in the fight? We'll be back. Man, buddy. What? Aren't you completely tired of audiobooks? Absolutely not. Really? No, no way. But you've you've heard like, I don't know, what, like like 20 audiobooks or something at this point? Here's the thing though, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If an audiobook is good to me, then I will keep on re-listening to it. Uh, you're trying to tell me that uh, your audiobook collection is probably going to end up being like 200 deep like me? Yeah. Well, I'm not tired of it either. Because audiobooks are incredible, and they keep me company, and they teach me, and they entertain me, and they make me laugh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. What are you listening to recently? I am listening to a book called Hello Neighbor Puzzle Master by Carly Ann West. Man, you just keep on getting into the Hello Neighbor world, huh? <laughs> yeah. What are you listening to? Well, right now I'm listening to this book by Alan Watts. I love Alan Watts, and I love listening to his audiobooks. It's called Just So. Uh, but I've got a couple of other books lined up that I'm really, really looking forward to. There's this book by Neil Gaiman, who is a pretty famous comic book writer called Norse Mythology. And it's where he's taking like all the characters and the lore of Norse mythology and like giving it a new spin somehow. I'm going to get into that soon. And then uh, most excited about Alien 3, a book that is based on the original script of the Alien 3 movie that never actually got fully made. Mm-hmm. So really looking forward to that. You too could enjoy your very first Audible book for free. You can do so by going over to audibletrial.com slash G101. That's audibletrial.com slash G101. Your first audiobook will be on us. You'll be supporting the show, and we will love you forever. You're supposed to say 3,000. And we will love you 3,000 times forever. What a fake fan. Okay. Let's just move on. And we're back. Yes, we are. And we're ready to talk about who'd win in a fight, Nani Anime Edition. Yeah. Let's see. Throw me a hero from an anime, and let's start seeing who could form an interesting matchup against that person. I am going to go with Izuku Midoriya. All right. Deku himself. Okay, so Deku, of course, um, he is a guy who began without a quirk, and then he acquired a quirk. Kirk. <laughs> uh, he acquired a quirk, All Might's quirk, which is one, one for, for all. all. 
Uh, and that gives them, so far, the abilities to flick people <laughs> with his finger. <laughs> and then use, like, the Air Force, like... Yeah, it's like an intense amount of strength, right, that he could, like, punch people with, for example. But when he used it completely, his arm would end up completely wrecked. Yeah. So you have to learn how to really condense the power and limit it and, like, use it by percentages. And so he, which is really interesting, by the way. That's, like, a really interesting way of giving somebody ultimate power, like, really intense power. Yeah. Because, like, the greatest amount of power, if you can't really wield it, Mm-hmm. It's useless, right? Yeah. Like, especially if it's destroying you while you use it. Um, so, yeah, he's very, very powerful technically, but it can wreck his body if he uses it at a high percentage. So he, he was doing, like, you know, like flicking people. Which or would, like, like only break punches. his fingers. Right. And then he started doing this thing called shoot style. Yeah, using which his is like, legs. Yeah, kicks and uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then he's incorporated some technology, too, like you were saying, the Air Force gloves, you know, which mm-hmm. help him kind of channel his energy, right, is what they're doing. Yeah, and then, they, like, blast out a big thing of air. Yeah. And most recently, in the most recent episodes, he learned, it's like something that, it's kind of like a whip of sorts. Yeah, it's called Black Whip, which uh-huh. is, like, one of the quirks from the other pr- people who had um, uh, One for All. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, like, this thing that... Um, it's it's kind of like a Spider-Man web, mm-hmm. kind of. It, like, emerges from his, like, fingers or his arms. Yeah. And then he just, like, pulls stuff with it or, like, mm-hmm. swings stuff around. Yeah. Oh, um, also, like, speed or, like, jumping and moving the agility. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that he's also gained a lot of. Yeah. Like, he uses a certain percentage of, of, of the quirk. Um, and he's able to like, he learned that from Gran Torino or like mm-hmm. how to master it from Gran Torino. Uh, so yeah, very fast, very strong. Um, he also has a lot of willpower. Like this dude is very, very dedicated to learning yeah, how to use his absolutely. power well. And also he's a big nerd. He is. So he's quite literally studied like all the heroes. And that has given him a very good strategic mind. So he's able to, like, come up with solutions on how to defeat his enemies in more ways than just using his raw strength. Mm -hmm. He has, like, 50 different notebooks. Yeah. And, like, in each notebook, there's, like, a hundred heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, All right. So so we know those those aspects about him and those abilities and stuff. So who do we pair him up against? Who from the world of anime characters? I think... Tanjiro. Okay. Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Um, all right. So Tanjiro's abilities. Let's talk about this. He's a really good fighter. Yes. Um, he's a swordsman, right? So he's actually an expert at wielding a katana, which is something that Midoriya doesn't have. He doesn't have any kind of uh, blade weaponry or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting, right? That immediately gives him sort of an advantage, you know, against Midoriya. Yeah. Uh, so he's got that. Uh, tell me about his other his other abilities. You got more into that than I have. Mm-hmm. So Tanjiro actually has this thing called water breathing, okay, which is like a technique that he uses where he can do a bunch of like water based attacks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like he uses water to like like attack mm. his enemies. Is it kind of like water bending from air kind of like he uses it with his like katana mm-hmm. and like the water kind of like goes where his katana goes and the water actually like damages like the yeah. water pressure is intense enough to damage okay all right that's cool what else what else can he do um he has this thing where he can like go up in like immense power mm-hmm. and then his like eyes become like blank i'm pretty okay. sure they become like white mm-hmm. and then like the the red thing like the red scar in his head yeah like becomes way more prominent mm-hmm. and it, like goes off like it, it gets bigger and stuff mm-hmm. that's like one of his strongest forms okay okay and i think more importantly also like in general about him as a as a warrior is that this dude goes up against like really terrifying enemies yeah demons yeah literal demons and he doesn't back down at all mm-hmm. right so you gotta imagine that like his his focus, you know, is is really intense. Like, no matter how powerful the, the foe is that he has against him, standing across from him, he's not backing down, you know? And yeah. also, it seems like that he's very smart, too. 
mm-hmm. based on some of the stuff that I that I that I read up about him. So him going against Midori. Oh, well, well, tell me any something about his speed. Is there anything special about his speed? Um, I mean, he's fast. He has to be to like fight these really mm-hmm. like quick and agile demons. Yeah. Well, do you think his speed could compare to Midoriya's? Probably not. You think Midoriya's faster? Yeah. Yeah. With like with all the like jumping around that kind of like Bakugo does, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I okay, think fair enough. He's faster than. Tanjiro. His power, Tanjiro's uh, sword, has power, doesn't it? It does. That's kind of like the whole water thing. Mm-hmm. And also, if if anything touches the sword mm-hmm. on like the sides, then yeah. then the sword will break. Like it's very fragile on the sides. Right. But it's like completely hard metal on the front. Mm. How do you think if Midoriya really goes all out, right, without mm-hmm. wrecking himself? But if he goes all out, like we've seen him go against some against some of his foes, do you think that Tanjiro could, could stand a chance against Midoriya at his at his max? Perhaps if Tanjiro went to his max, maybe. Mm-hmm. What is Tanjiro's max? Like the thing where like he gets like immense power and like his eyes go white and his scar goes like all over okay. and he like gets super powerful. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, how do you think Midoriya would do against uh, somebody from the world of Dragon Ball? Um. Like not not Goku or Vegeta Super Saiyan level blue <laughs> or like Goku Ultra Instinct, but let's talk maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know, maybe thinking of, um, you know what? what, what the hell? Since we're talking about, you know, uh, Midoriya, who's like in the world of superheroes, what if Midoriya went up against Super Saiyan Man? Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, did, uh, when Gohan is in Super Saiyan Man, yeah. uh, does he go Super Saiyan? No, he doesn't need to because he's like already, you know, so much more stronger than any other, than any villain that he faces off against. <laughs> and he's kind of he doesn't even deal with like real super villains he's dealing more with like you know like kind of regular criminals. criminals yeah so he doesn't have to go anywhere near his full power level <laughs> so we've seen gohan since he was a teenager he went super saiyan level two he defeated cell um gohan has also been one of the guys that's been like you know really pushed to the limits like you know broken down and stuff in the middle of a battle but he perseveres uh he knows what it's like to be a teenage hero in a way Mm -hmm. you know because he saved the day against cell he's really the one that that took him out um so i wonder teen gohan that would be interesting teen Teen gohan Gohan. teen gohan versus midoriya midoriya how do you think it's so curious to me i wish we could see this like officially compared somewhere like (laughs) based on power levels you know Mm -hmm. like how would uh Somebody from from MHA fair fair against you know like a Super Saiyan level two. I wonder. Do you think they stand a chance? Maybe like all for one. Okay. Or like All Might at his greatest power. I mean, All Might is basically Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. He has the yellow hair. Right. <laughs> but um, I think I I feel like people underestimate Shigaraki mm-hmm. because Shigaraki. Like, if he touches anything with all five fingers, then it just disintegrates. Disintegrates, right. So, like, you if... Know, you know what's interesting? I've thought about this, that the, the characters from um, from My Hero Academia, they actually seem more similar to, like, Dragon Ball villains to me. Because villains seem to have quirky powers. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really think about it, like, Cell, for example, right? Cell had this thing of like sucking up absorbing people and every time he absorbed somebody he became more more and more powerful oh like, really he, he, increased... he absorbed people huh he absorbed people? yeah yeah he would suck him in through his tail oh i thought that was oh oh didn't he like absorb like the androids yeah he absorbed the androids he absorbed uh he absorbed one of the z fighters i think yamcha no no maybe he didn't absorb a z fighter no, 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 because he had to absorb certain ones to reach his full form. So, yeah, he absorbed the androids and stuff. But anyway, um, and then, like, Cell had the thing that because of it, he was, like, a combination of the DNA of, like, Vegeta and Goku and Piccolo or something like that. Like, he had their abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems kind of like a quirk of sorts. 
Yeah. Uh, Majin Buu, his whole thing of turning people into chocolate and then eating them. <laughs> you know? And, like, changing forms. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeez, Majin Buu had, like, 57 forms. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, all right. So, so anybody that you, anybody else that you feel like we could pair up against uh, against Midoriya from from other worlds, um, from other anime shows. What about the heroes from like uh, Attack on Titan or something like that? I feel like the heroes in Attack on Titan, mm-hmm. the people who can't turn into Titans, yeah, would actually be pretty good for Midoriya mm-hmm. because, for example, let's take Levi. Okay. Levi, well, all of the scouts, really, mm-hmm. have this, like, mechanism, and it's, like, attached to their waist. Right. And, like, this kind of, like, grappling hook thing. Yeah. Shoots out from their waist. It's called ODM gear. Like, okay. look it up. <laughs> and um, it, like, shoots out from their waist, mm-hmm. and then they can, like, like, it, it lets them move in three dimensions when they're used to moving in two. Okay. And I feel like that that could kind of match Deku's black whip because yeah. it can also be used as a weapon. Like you can shoot one of those grappling hooks like into someone's like eye or like into someone's throat, hmm. and then like they're gone. Okay. So they could like pair that up against black whip and also just use it to maneuver and use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um. They also have these swords, which are like incredibly strong. Okay. And and um they can like they can snap against like really tough opponents. Right. And so they have like four other blades mm-hmm. that if one of their swords snap, right. they can just like reload their sword. Like mm-hmm. there's a little sword thing on like their thigh. Yeah. And then they just like then they like pull it back out and then like a new blade is there. Mhm. So I f- I feel like Levi would do pretty good against Maduria. Okay. Hey, going back to um, Tanjiro, right? So he's like the demon slayer and all that. Have you ever heard of uh, Inuyasha? Inuyasha? No. I'm pretty sure you've seen him. Dude has like white long hair and he has like animal ears, like furry ears. Oh, yes. The pig head guy? Boar head? No, no, no. No, no. He's a, no, he has like a human face. But he's a, he's like a swordsman as well. He looks kind of like a samurai. Mm-hmm. Again, white hair, ye- uh, yellowish eyes, furry head. He's he's um so he he's from his own uh, anime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, called Inuyasha, and he's a half demon warrior. He's from feudal Japan. Uh, I wish I could see what he looks like. Look him up on look him up there on your phone. All right. So um, in the meantime, let me let me give you some details for the listeners. So so he's the son of a powerful demon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's supposed to be like the most powerful demon in the world, and he's like half human, half demon. Mm-hmm. His strength grows throughout the oh, anime. Oh, right? this so he guy. Gets, yeah, he gets stronger and stronger, um, and he gains the ability to do like transformations and stuff, and like he can shape shift and things like that. Yeah. Um, he's really good at fighting with a sword. Like it'd be really cool to see him going head to head against Tanjiro. Plus, because of the fact that he's like half demon, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that would be uh, hmm. that would be a pretty cool match. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's up the power levels now in the in the hero scape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about um, some of the more powerful characters. Yeah. Um. Within uh, Naruto. Mm-hmm. Who are the most powerful characters there? The probably well one of the most powerful villains that I can think of mm-hmm. is this guy called Madara. Or okay. Madara, however you want to say it. Now, Madara has, he's like immensely powerful. He has a ton of chakra, yeah. which is like basically key in Dragon Ball. Right. Um, I feel like, I, 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 before I knew who he was, I'd seen him a bunch of times before. Uh-huh. And like, basically he has like just black cloak, then like red kind of samurai armor over that. He has the Sharingan, which let like if anyone does a jutsu in front of him, right. he can instantly copy it and know how to do it. Yeah, and he has like this long black hair, but he but most importantly he has this thing called the Susano, and the Susano is like this big, like mech that is made out of chakra that okay. like appears and like he controls it, so it's like. 
Power Rangers. Uh-huh. Basically. Here, I'm going to show you. Uh, look. Okay, so it's kind of like a giant, like, almost samurai slash mech type of thing? Yeah, and then, yeah. like, it kind of fights for him, and, he's, and he, like, controls it. Is, it. is that, is that do you think that's more powerful than, uh, what's this dude uh, from uh, MHA, the bird guy? Um, I feel like... Dark if, Shadow? You know, I feel like if they were in a cave where it's really dark, mm-hmm. they might be able to go head to head. Oh, yeah, because he feeds off of shadows, right? Yeah. And actually, since we're talking about these characters now, these aren't main characters within shows. Like, they're not the main heroes or anything like that. Yeah, these aren't. So talking now about kind of, like, side characters. And honestly, when you start talking about, like, the side and and support characters, it's a little bit easier to find matchups across animes. Because when you look at, like, a a Dragon Ball, for example, right, the main characters, Goku, Vegeta... I mean, godlike power, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like so difficult. Literally, Super Saiyan God. Yeah. I feel like Goku by himself, he could probably take out basically any character from MHA. Yeah. I don't think anybody matches up to Goku mm-hmm. once you go, you know, uh, blue or above. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really difficult to, to, to match him against anybody from, from there. Um, I've always wondered... A Super Saiyan that is stronger, like Super Saiyan Ultra Instinct, for example. Mm-hmm. I wonder about that versus like a Saint Seiya warrior. Hmm. Those dudes are powered by really? the cosmos. They fight at the speed of light. You think that Ultra Instinct Goku mm-hmm. would be able to go up, up against a Saint Seiya warrior? I think it's possible, yeah. Really? They're yeah. that powerful? Dude, who? The Saint Seiya warriors? Oh, you're doubting the Saint Seiya warriors. No, but I, I like I don't know that much about them. Oh yeah, man. They're super powerful. Really? Yeah, like just to be able to consider yourself one of the saints, mm-hmm. which are like these armored warriors, to be able to get to that level, you're already fighting at the speed of light. Think about Re- that for a second. Speed of light. Speed of light. They like the pe- people couldn't even see you can't, when no, you're fighting. The average person cannot see one of these fights. They're just basically seeing like little flashes, perhaps. Dang. Happening, yeah. So, like, consider that they're fighting at the speed of light. That's, like, some God-level stuff right there. Jeez. But I honestly think that somebody like Goku could do it. And if we're talking about God-level, then maybe you could even include, like, a Beerus, you know? Mm. Maybe Beerus could, could fight at that level. Maybe uh, Goku Black, what's this dude's name, uh, who took over Zamasu? Goku's body? Zamazu. Maybe he, right, because he's a Supreme Kai or whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. the that level, I could start seeing them... Fight, being able to stand up against like you know even even the more powerful um saint Seiya warriors uh but yeah all these guys are like out of most people's leagues i do wonder within saint Seiya though um sailor moon i know dealt with god level powers and like there were different goddesses sailor moon? <laughs> yeah 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 for real. i know it sounds silly but like Sailor Moon actually, like as the as the anime went on, Sailor Moon actually increased and increased in power to the point that she was being able to stand up against goddesses. Really? In battle, yeah. Wow. Um, they also draw their power from like you know the cosmic things like you mm. know planets and stars and stuff like that. So I always thought that like the most powerful characters from Sailor Moon could possibly go up against Saint Seiya characters. Um, and then you've got um, then you've got some other uh, more brute strength based type of animes right like the for example the titans mm-hmm. there's some guys in there that i feel could be a, like a good matchup for um characters from like gundam i feel like actually the armored titan yeah which is this character called a uh, reiner uh-huh um the armored titan is covered in like this hard plating yeah all over his body there are very few spots where just like the skin or muscle is showing okay and what is it? What's the what's the material that covers them? Um, I'm I'm pretty sure they they never really say mm-hmm. because it looks different than Titan hardening because Titan hardening is like kind of a blue. It looks like ice. Okay. But 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 the tightening on the armored Titan is kind of like um, how do I say? It? It's like a yellowish, like worn out white. Kind of like it. It look the the color kind of looks like the worn out like Jason mask, mm, mm-hmm. like that kind of like yellowish. So like for example, are there any of those like hardened titans that are like normal human size? Um, not really. No, no. Like what would happen if like a Kirishima, for example? You know, mm-hmm. this whole uh, what is it, uh, Red Riot thing? Oh yeah. Uh, like the hardening. 
Yeah. Like, would he? Like, I wonder what would happen if he would clash against one of these, uh, <laughs> one of these hardened titans. I mean, because he would take on a big, big guy. He would go for it. Fifteen meters tall. Too too big. <laughs> Fifteen meters tall. Okay, I mean... fair enough. So let's pair him up against somebody who's more his size. So one of my favorite Gundam wings of all time is Gundam Epion. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy was introduced in Mobile Suit Gundam Wing in that show, and he's piloted by this guy called Hiro Yui. Um, this guy, the 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 mech, the uh, Gundam is uh 17.4 meters tall 17.4 yeah um he's massive he's so freaking cool um he has uh let's see he has a beam sword beam sword yeah he has the epion claw which are like these things mounted on his forearms that you know he could stab people with like wolverine claws yeah he has a small shield mounted on his left arm, and it's been, the surface has been treated with an anti-beam coating. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a Vulcan gun, so it's like a big, you know, rifle type of thing. So I wonder, like him going against one of the, against like this hardened Titan. What's his name again? Um, the Armored Titan. Okay, the Armored Titan. Like, I wonder what would that what would happen there. You know, mm-hmm. like would his would the Armored Titan have enough berserker rage to you know for lack of a better word i think so you think so yeah like rip into one of these gundams yeah definitely the the um the i feel like if um if if that gundam was just like standing there Mm -hmm. like maybe if like if you if it was like kind of disabled and like needed to repair itself yeah I, if if uh, if the armored titan just like charged at it, that's one of its main things, mm-hmm. and that's how it broke that. Um, that's how it broke the wall in okay. Attack on Titan, that big cement wall. Mm-hmm. Um, if it if it just like charged at it, I think it could destroy it. Okay. All right. Well, how about this? What about a giant ape from Dragon Ball versus <laughs> a, a titan? <laughs> I feel like oh well, the beast titan. Would definitely be the best one. Yeah. Because the Beast Titan uh-huh. is basically a monkey. <laughs> it basically oh, yeah. looks like a monkey. Oh, that's interesting. And the Beast Titan actually, um, because of the human, the yeah. human that like controls it, uh-huh. Zeke Yeager, uh-huh. um, he actually like is is a really good pitcher. Okay. So what he does is that he gets like big boulders. And then oh, he so. crumples them up, uh-huh. and then he just throws them at his enemies with, oh, like, a damn. big baseball pitch. Now, hold on. Does he have any kind of, like, armoring or any thick skin of some sort that keeps him protected? Because um, remember that the he, giant apes can, like, shoot a gigantic beam out of their mouths. He can harden his skin. Like, almost, okay. like, all titans can harden their skin. Oh, and, of course, he just has fur. Yeah, at least he's not like a giant naked person. Okay. He's actually like a giant furry person. And he is 17 meters tall. Okay, that's pretty tall. I'm not sure how how much how big a giant ape is, but it has to be somewhere around there because the giant apes aren't like massively like Godzilla size or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. So so maybe maybe they could stand against them. Any other giants from the world of anime that you can think of that that might be interesting to pair up against these uh titans? Um Giants hmm. from the world of anime. I wonder what happened to like Shen Shenron when it went up against. That would be pretty interesting to watch. Let's talk about villains, okay? What villains would be good matchups against each other from the world of anime? Let's say, for example, uh, let's do. Let's start off with a villain from My Hero Academia. Like maybe. I'm a, I, well, I think Shigaraki. Uh huh. Cause Shigaraki is actually that's pretty. He's pretty deadly. He's like insanely powerful. But he doesn't have like super speed or anything, does he? He doesn't. But he makes up for it with his insanely powerful quirk. Okay, 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 okay. Um... He like it. it he he kind of does have a range distance attack mm-hmm. because if he like if he just like kneeled down mm-hmm. and like the enemy was really far away, and then he just put all four all five fingers on the ground. Right. It would like it would like cause like an earthquake in that area. Okay. And like the the ground would start to like crack, but like everywhere. Assassination classroom. Um, Koro Sensei. <laughs> yeah. Would you consider him a villain? Absolutely not. I mean, like because I I kind of like know 
like okay. who he actually is. Oh. It, it seems like he's a villain. That's what it always seemed like to me. But like towards the end, you find out uh-huh. like that he's not actually bad. Okay, that dude I remember he's super fast, right? He's incredibly fast. Like super fast and super strong. Yeah, like those students, uh-huh. their goal is to kill him mm-hmm. by the end of the school year. Yeah. And in the anime, they literally have like fully automatic machine guns like just at their desk. Right. Like while they're studying. They'll just have like a machine gun and every once in a while someone will just like pull it out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I wonder if he. I wonder how well he would fare against like other really, really strong characters. He he is. Oh God. Don't. Okay, hold on. Here here's an interesting proposition. I know we're not talking about villains necessarily, but do you think, considering how good uh, Koro Sensei is at not getting killed, <laughs> could he avoid One Punch Man's single punch? Dude. Yeah. You think so? He's that fast. Yo, that would be amazing. A guy who is all about not getting killed at all or getting mm-hmm. hit at all, going up against a guy who only needs to land one hit to to obliterate his enemy. Mm-hmm. I could, I would watch an entire two hour anime movie just of that. Uh huh. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like them running around the entire planet, just like trying to one and trying to escape, and one trying to catch the guy. Mm-hmm. The other one. That'd be amazing. This is kind of hard to believe, but Koro Sensei was actually a human. Yeah? He was a human, and, like, there was some experimenting. And like he, And, like, he turned into this, like, squid monster that we all know him as. Yeah. What about the guy from, the bad guy from Tokyo Ghoul? That guy, uh, Ken Kaneki? He's not the bad guy. He's not? He's the main character, man. Oh, that's the main character? Yeah. Dang it. Okay, I got the names wrong. (laughs) What about those guys? Those, those ghouls? Who do you think they could go up against? Like, how, how um, do you think how do you think uh, the more powerful of them would fare against like a uh, Tanjiro or something like that? Honestly, the ghouls do have this like Doctor Octopus thing. Okay. That like the this like big like thing of muscle. Yeah. Kind of like comes out from their back. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like Doctor Octopus arms. Yeah. And I feel like they could fight against like someone else that is really strong. Okay. And has something that resembles that. Hmm. I mean, who who would have that? What do you think about uh the last airbender? Hmm. Like the Avatar. Aang. Right, Aang versus um I don't know, who could we put him against? You think you could go up against like a Saiyan, or is that too much power? <laughs> Dang, see the Saiyans like outclass everybody, man. It's like it's impossible to pair them up against anybody. Yeah. Uh, okay, what about what about uh, Ang versus like uh oh, you know, he might be a good match for somebody from the the world of MHA. Yeah. Who? Oh, I know. Maybe like Deku's Air Force. Mhm. I feel like oh, that would be Oh, what about what there you go. What about Todoroki? Oh yes, because Todoroki uses elements. Yeah, he he fire he, and ice. That'd he uses be interesting fire bending right and water bending. Yeah, that would be pretty freaking cool, man. That would be dope. Yeah, I'd watch that for sure. Uh, anyone else, man? What do you think we could pair Naruto against? Naruto, Come on, like, you're a Naruto fanatic. Bro. His who, full who we, powered up. Who could up he go form? up against? What would make an interesting matchup for Naruto? Um. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. Like, I can't think of anybody that would that would not get absolutely obliterated by I'm... the pure forces of Naruto. Oh boy! I mean, but definitely there are people who are like too strong for him. In his max form, right? Which is like the nine tail fox thing. Yeah. Is he at God level at that point, or what? Close to it. Yeah. Yeah. And he can he does he have control of his faculties during during that mode? Um. Yeah. In like in his nine tails chakra mode. Yeah. Or his like six paths mode, as it's more commonly known. Uh huh. He like, it's he he like all of his clothes go full yellow. Okay. His eyes go like yellow with like one black strip as mm-hmm. a pupil. And um, he's insanely powerful. He can use um, Karama, which is the nine-tailed fox's name. Uh-huh. He can use his chakra, which is way stronger than like any other 
person. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, he has these, um, like, orbs around him. Okay. And there's nine of them. Hmm. And they kind of represent uh, the nine-tailed fox's tails. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him, like, special. Okay, and, like, who, what kind of enemies is he going up against at that in that form? Um, mostly, he goes up against this guy, uh, well, Madara, mm-hmm. the guy that I mentioned before. Um, there's this guy called Pain. Okay. And, um, he's, like, he has the Rinnegan, this, like, visual jutsu mm-hmm. that lets him connect to the six pads and stuff. And then Naruto in his full form, he could probably go up against, um, oh, yeah, um, Obito. Obito was actually, like, Kakashi's childhood friend. Yeah. Who died on, like, a mission. Mm-hmm. And then Obito literally gave one of his eyes to Kakashi because Kakashi had lost his eye in one of the missions. And then and all, all, all of this was right before Obito died. Uh, okay, okay, but hold on. Don't tell me the whole backstory of these <laughs> characters. I, I, who, who do you pair them up against? So, okay, we, be, we kept on saying, like, Dragon Ball characters are too OP. Yeah. Right? Can in in his full form can uh, Naruto go up against? I feel like Naruto like Goku in his full form in his max form. I feel like Naruto in his max form, yeah. like where where he basically looks like the nine tailed fox. Mm-hmm. I feel like he could go up against like a Super Saiyan God or Blue Goku. Okay. He's like that strong. Okay. Nice. There you have it, folks. Honestly, there are so many anime characters <laughs> that try to like have this conversation without ending up here for like two hours. Yeah, it, it's, it's damn near it's so impossible. Hard. <laughs> so we might have to do a volume two of uh, Who'd Win in the Fight Anime Edition and bring up some of the characters that we didn't bring up in this episode. But uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed this uh, chat about Who'd Win in the Fight Anime Edition. Remember, if you want to support the show, you can go over to Geekology101.com, head over to the Merch tab, click there, and it'll take you over to our Merch Shop where you can buy some cool swag for yourself and support the show in the process. You can also head down to the forum at the bottom of the site if you want to join the conversation, ask us any questions, or if you prefer more traditional means. You can hit us up at g101podcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. Nani? Human has been neutralized. Game over.